We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com. Bill Bender's here, our lead college football writer. Episode two this week of the All-America Podcast. We are going to uh, touch on uh, the Big Ten and the SEC quarterback situations here at SportingNews.com. We published uh, you, uh, your story on Monday of the Big Ten quarterback situations, ranking them <clears throat> down the line, and then the SEC on Tuesday, uh, and then going through the Power Five the rest of the week. Um, so w- we will focus today on the Big Ten and the SEC, the big two of the, big, of the Power Five. Um, and um, we're going to start off, however, with a Trochi trivia question for Mr. Bender. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. So I couldn't, I wanted to do a quarterback um, themed question. I couldn't do the four leagues that you did. So I, I, cause you would obviously know the answer since you've been knee deep in it, um, writing these stories, researching these stories. So we're going to go ACC though, the conference that I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Notre Dame was included in our analysis of the ACC quarterback situations. They played five games every year against the ACC. So, um, the question is, there's um, when you include Notre Dame, there's 15, 15 teams, 14 ACC and Notre Dame. So the 15 mm-hmm. teams, um, the 14, 14 of the 15 primary starting quarterbacks last year uh, either stayed in the ACC or transferred to another Power 5 school. There's only one primary starter in the ACC last year who has moved on who is that person and what are they doing right now? Answer to come at the end of the show. I know the answer. Oh, boy. I, I, I know who it is. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. I think. We'll hold on to that. But, uh, yeah, only one, uh, you know, in theory, they could have returned 14 of 15 starters. Pretty amazing. And we'll see who the uh, who the one quarterback that is not returning um, is. Oh, so, I know who he is. I'm just not sure. I'll, we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> we'll talk about it. All right, let's start in the SEC. Uh, that was published Tuesday morning. Um, seven primary starters are back. Uh, among those, uh, 
uh, LSU and Arkansas, and uh, you have them ranked number one and number two in the conference. Uh, remember, we, we ranked situations rather than players. Now, you know, it's, there's not a huge difference between the two of those. But if there is a, you know, you know, a strong backup, the, the, the QB1 is unsettled a little bit, but there's a strong backup option, you know, that kind of helps the quote-unquote situation versus um, ranking the individual players. But uh, generally, they're going to line up uh, essentially the same, but, uh, give a, give me your thought process. You got LSU one, Arkansas two in the sec. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, um... It, it it's situation like you know guy like KJ Jefferson twenty seven career starts uh, Jaden Daniels obviously super experienced he has forty three career starts that's a stat you encouraged me to go through and look and then I cried about it at first I was like I don't want to do that and then you know Good what it turned it you were right because it turned out to be a little bit of an educational experience of man that guy started forty times or that guy that hasn't started at all and. I think those two are super experienced. I think Jaden Daniels is poised to, there's a reason why he's the, uh, of all SEC players, Joe Milton and Jaden Daniels right now are tied for the best Heisman odds. And I think Jaden Daniels was probably a better bet because of the rushing yards and the fact that we have LSU as a top five team. Um, I like KJ Jefferson. I, I think Arkansas, they switched offensive coordinators. That's always something to watch. And that's why we have, and not to skip ahead, that's why we have Will Rogers ranked lower because they may not run the air raid. So you could say, how can you have the SECs? He may break the all time SEC passing leader record. Well, he may not because they're changing up their offense a little bit. Your, uh, your boy, Matt Hayes, I told mm-hmm. you this. Uh, he writes for Saturday Down South, now former uh, Sporting News colleague, uh, college football writer, K.J. Jefferson, ninth in the SEC. Um, wh- where do you think the doubts come in, in terms of K.J.? Well, uh, offense coordinator switch was beat up a little bit last year. Uh, there were, I, I guess if you're looking at K.J. Jefferson with the devil's advocate point of view, it would be, is he a guy that that – that tilts the field and can go out and win that, that game for Arkansas, or is it just the numbers product being of that Kendall Bryles system last year? And that's probably a fair criticism I would suppose, because even when they were running with Alabama last year, I was never like, they're going to win this game. 
mm-hmm. even though they were running with them. They, it was at the end of the year before a different story. Um, then that's why I think you take you balance the good with the bad. And, and Arkansas did add Jacoby Criswell as well. And that was the guy that didn't beat Drake May out at right. North Carolina, probably because it was Drake May. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that he's not a talented quarterback, too. So they they do have a deep room at Arkansas that I, I could do very well. Yeah, agree on Criswell. I think he got, um, you know, he was pretty touted coming out of high school and uh, he's looking for a chance to play. Uh, understandably, he's going to have trouble outseat, uh, unseating Drake May. So we'll see if he gets a little bit of run at Arkansas. Jefferson does run a lot. He may get banged up a little bit, so we could see him out there. Um, we have new starters, newcomers to come to, uh, to at uh, Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee, three teams that have high hopes for this fall. Uh, you've got Tennessee in the best situation of those three. Uh, why is that? Well, they got a five-star freshman behind Joe Milton. And that offense is built for success. And we've seen Joe Milton play. We haven't seen Carson Beck start yet. We haven't, we've seen Jalen Milrow in a very limited sample size. I think there is a small risk that the Joe Milton hype is getting out of control. I mean, because the accuracy has to stay with him. And I've tracked him since he played at Michigan. I remember his debut at Michigan where they played Minnesota in 2020 and we were proclaiming him the next Cam Newton. And it did not work out that way. So he's had a very interesting long career arc. I don't know why somebody didn't teach him how to pitch because I feel like he'd be the best closer in baseball. Rocket Um, arm. You just never know where it's going. (laughs) Right. And, And, but we've seen him play. We haven't, I will say this, what I saw Carson Beck in my, well, I saw a lot of him against TCU last year because he played the whole fourth quarter and in the spring game, he looks in control in that offense. So I think Carson Beck will be just fine. Um, the Alabama quarterback situation, we talked about it yesterday. Um, it's, it's messy. It's, it's really messy because I don't know. I don't know if Milrow will be the week one starter. I don't know if it's going to be Buckner. I don't know if they could go out of left field and, you know, Eli Holstein pops in the, in the fall camp. You just don't know. So um, Jalen Milrow obviously has some unbelievable, remarkable athleticism when he runs the football, uh, but he will have to be more accurate when he throws the ball down the field to maintain that starting job. And I, it, it, Bill, if you ask me who was starting in week one, I, I think I would say Buckner, all things even, but it'll probably be Milrow. And that's why this is so messy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one guy we touched on a little bit when we talked about our, our um, post-spring top 25, South Carolina, we bumped them up from 25 to 21. Spencer Rattler, quarterback, he was the number one QB in the country. In 2019 class by rivals, uh, he's now in his fourth year of college, um, but he's got two years of eligibility remaining because he had a redshirt year and then he had the uh, 2020 COVID year. So he could play two years if 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 he wants to. Um, do you see him possibly playing himself into first round territory and and then uh, heading off to the NFL draft in April? Yeah, well, I hope so, because he's been on my top 10 quarterbacks for the next NFL draft for three straight years, so <laughs> I can get him off that list. I think I've moved him from like one to seven to 10. Uh, I do remember having him at one because it looked promising at Oklahoma, and he was quick to point that out when we did that feature on him last summer 
that, you know, he didn't exactly lose too much at Oklahoma and he had a 70% completion percentage and, and the Caleb Williams thing happened very quickly. Um, you know, obviously it worked out for Caleb Williams, but I think it's also worked out for Spencer Rattler, especially late last season. So I do like what he's done there. I think when you look at where he breaks in this rankings list, we have them six. And then what happens after that? I, I could ask you the same question. I'll, I'll give you of these transfer quarterbacks, who do you trust most? Rattler, Leary, uh, Jackson, Dart, and there was another one. Peyton Thorne or Graham Mertz. If you give me those five transfer quarterbacks, I probably trust Spencer Rattler the most because at least he's had a year in that system. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't exactly. I don't necessarily consider Rattler like a, a, a transfer. Um, looking at the other transfers in the league, Devin Leary, I, he did not play well last year. Um, he was disappointing. It'd be interesting to see what happens at Kentucky. Wouldn't shock me if he does not light the world on fire after kind of the way he played last year. I mean, two years ago, he was good. I know Kentucky's getting uh, Liam Cohen back at offensive coordinator. Who he Will Levis had a good season with him, um, and so we'll see if Leary can too. But I'm a little unsure on Leary. Um, I just thought he was disappointing. You know who may make a, a, a impact this year as a transfer? Spencer Sanders. It seems like he got a ton of positive press for his spring football performance at Ole Miss. And don't be surprised, you know, I'm reading if they share time, that Sanders even wins the job in the fall. Like, you know, he's there for one year. He's going to let it all hang out. He's a graduate transfer. There's no more coming back for him. And um, he could make an impact at Ole Miss. He started in 42 games. There's that research again. Um, And he can run. And right. he offers, and that, and that's what made Matt Corral so effective in that Ole Miss offense. Is if mm-hmm. you can do both. I mean, the thing with Sanders, his career, there was flashes of absolute brilliance at Oklahoma State, but there was also inconsistency, injuries, and and didn't have the year last year that he really wanted to have. So that that's an excellent sleeper, because Jackson Dart, it's the same thing. There was a lot of inconsistency with him last year, but Ole Miss was a team that before November we were talking about, well, if they lose one game, they could get in the playoff. So, I mean, Ole Miss, they're, they're going to be around. They also play at Alabama, by the way. That ought to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's switch over to the Big Ten. Um, only three primary starters return. Um, um, classifying as a primary star, you had to uh, start at least half the games, and only three schools – qualifying there michigan maryland and rutgers um have their qbs bark uh jj mccarthy uh tulia tango and uh gavin wims wimsat uh mm-hmm. at rutgers uh who of those three you think makes the biggest jump um from being in the system from one year to the next oh i probably mccarthy i mean it's he if they use him like they did the last three games when they had to uh I, he'll end up being a first-round pick. And mm-hmm. I know we talked about that last week that the Athletic had him in the first round. I think we had him a little bit lower. But mm-hmm. it's it's a matter of what's Jim Harbaugh going to do? Is Are they going to do the same offense they had last year where it's just kind of turn around? And I don't see them deviating from that too much. But when you get in the big games, the Ohio State game, the Big Ten championship game, the probably the Penn State game, 
that J.J. McCarthy is going to have to make the big throws. So I, I could see him. I mean, Tungavailoa has been there forever. He's kind of the elder statesman of Big Ten quarterbacks. Um, you know, he, he's been good. He's been, you know, he's going to end up with 10,000 career yards. So I think those two are the two to watch. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like McCarthy too. I think Harbaugh is going to have confidence to throw the ball more than he has um, in the past. I know they run because they can and they can win by just running, but I think the I think the shackles come off a little bit this year and, and McCarthy's going to throw it around a lot and put up some big numbers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm high on Michigan for sure. Um, transfers, holy mackerel, Big Ten West. Um, looks like, uh, we're going to have a transfer starting at Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Nebraska, uh, among others, um, at least, um, you rank them in that order, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Nebraska. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Cade McNamara, and then, uh, we'll kind of go on down the list as to, with these four transfers. Uh, I really like Jeff Sims from from Georgia Tech starting at Nebraska. But um, let's start with McNamara and kind of go down your list of the four transfers, Iowa, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Nebraska. Well, he's won a Big Ten championship. That That's a good ship to have. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He fits well with what Iowa wants to do. They only averaged 17 points last year. They were a national punchline because of how bad the offense was. Um but McNamara and and when you add in Eric All, if he's healthy, the former Michigan tight end, uh, he'll be fine there. He's a good leader. He's he's experienced. I think being in that offense, I mean, I think it's just a gift for them. And that with what Iowa, they've got some guys in the transfer portal. They got a couple receivers as well. They could win the Big Ten West. They could go from national punchline to playing in Indianapolis, which they're just two years removed from, by the way. And what a story that would be if we get to Indianapolis and it's Cade McNamara taking on J.J. McCarthy. I mean, I'm sure they would have a little bit of fun with that. (laughs) No doubt. Um, So Wisconsin is turning to uh, Tanner Mordecai from SMU, uh, new offensive coordinator, new head coach at Wisconsin. What what do you think? That's kind of like just a – you know, that's an unknown. That's a a roll of the dice. What what are we going to get from the Badgers? We don't really know. Well, and they are changing their offense, obviously, with Phil Longo, but Mm -hmm. they're still going to run the football with Braylon Allen. I think Tanner Mordecai, a lot of times with a first-year coach, you're going to see the transition-type quarterback. And he, you know, you saw that with Leach at Mississippi State, and you're going to see it here. I mean, Mordecai has 76 touchdowns and 23 interceptions. That's a really good ratio to run – an offense that's going to change foundationally, you're going to have a quarterback that makes good decisions with the football. And, and again, it's another team that I'm really high on Luke fickle and and what he's been able to do. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it Cincinnati, what he did at Wisconsin that fast, but once he gets it rolling, what he does at Wisconsin will be better than what he did at Cincinnati. And I think it starts at the quarterback position. So Mordecai is a perfect kind of stopgap for what they really want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you got Hudson Card, who lost the job uh, at Texas last year. Quinn Ewers lost the competition. And then uh, Jeff Sims going from Georgia Tech to Nebraska and uh, beating out um, uh, Casey Thompson uh, for the job. And then Thompson is going to transfer. He's in the transfer portal right now. He has not landed yet. Um, But, 
What do you expect out of those two? Well, you know, I think uh, Hudson Card's going to do fine. You know, I think he's one of those guys that he played at Texas where expectations are ridiculous. He won a starting job at Texas. Yeah, and, he, did, uh, he did well, I thought. He, yeah. he, when he played and when before he got hurt, he was pretty good. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Sims and Nebraska – I, I, you're, why are you, I'm high. I'm fine with that. He's played a lot at Georgia tech. He played on some bad teams and he plays. And I think that'll add up where he'll have a little more around him at Nebraska played well in the spring game. Matt rules a good coach. So I trust that. And I mean, like the thing is with that five through eight ranking, all of those guys, it's, if you told me Nebraska won the big 10 West, I'd probably react the same as any of those other teams. Oh yeah. Purdue won the big 10 West. Well, they were in Indianapolis last year. So it would not surprise me that that division is throw a dart at any of the seven and um, any of them could wind up in Indianapolis. It's kind of like a less publicized version of the old ACC coastal with how crazy it gets. Right. Very good point. Finally, just two, two high profile guys who are going to come off the bench at their same school, old, old school, old fashioned, um, Ohio state and Penn state, Kyle McCord, we think for Ohio state drew drew Alar, uh, the five star for Penn state, um, you know, McCord technically hasn't even officially won the job yet. Um, uh, but back up Devin Brown, uh, he's also a good player and there's going to be a ton of talent talent around whoever is QB one. Uh, so that's going to, bump the ranking up for the whole you know ohio state situation like we, we, we like to say um let's talk ohio state and penn state two two teams that have high hopes for this fall well drew aller he'll probably be able to maybe play a little bit behind him uh in packages but i mean the talent's there you can he looks like a five-star quarterback six five two forty throws the ball well down the field um, how that works with Mike Yurchich is is so huge because I mean with him honestly it's gonna it's not really gonna come down to Kenny win the starting job. By the way, they're the first big NBC primetime game in week I one. Saw, I West, saw that West Virginia drew Aller, so we're gonna get to see that in primetime. That'll be very cool, um, cool uniform game as well. And uh, so I think. The thing he'll be able to rely on, too, is they've got two really good running backs, a good offensive line, and it'll come down to how he plays against Michigan and Ohio State. It always does. Um, McCord, rather he beats – I think because Devin Brown got injured, McCord will have the lead in fall camp. But, man, that's a lot of pressure because there's not just pressure in following Haskins, Fields, and Stroud, all first-round picks. He will – he'll put up numbers, anybody. I I don't want to say anybody could do it, but you do get to throw to Ibuka. You do get to throw to Harrison. You have a loaded offense. It's going to come down to – with him, you know, C.J. Stroud, for everything he did, I'm telling you, in five to ten years, people are – what they're going to remember around here is, oh, 0-2 against Michigan. Because that's where you – that's where it starts. And then – so McCord, I mean, that's what he's tasked with, breaking a two-game – of all the things he's tasked with – Breaking a two-game losing streak to Michigan is probably up there at the top of the list. All right. Well, uh, before we get out of here, let's go back to the Trochi trivia question. The question was: There's only been, there was only one ACC starting quarterback who is not coming back to college football. Uh, most of, or yeah, most of the majority of them left the ACC for uh, greener pastures. But um, the, who is the quarterback that moved on from the ACC, and where is he now? Cunningham. 
but I don't know where he went. Malik I'm a, Cunningham from Louisville. That is he wasn't correct. drafted. He is an undrafted free agent. Who where signed did, Malik Cunningham I from no, Louisville? I, I have no idea who signed him. I'm I'm have a feeling it's probably. Yeah, I, I'll let you finish it. But I did I New England, so it's New England. There you go. Okay, so it's a self-serving churchy <laughs> trivia question. But that is amazing. I I knew that off the bat, but that's a great stat when, when looking at those quarterbacks because Malik Cunningham had been in college for a while and he was a frequent visitor of our top twenty-five quarterback list, which we'll have out next week. He uh the Patriots actually gave him the the uh Franchise record, $200,000 guarantee for an undrafted free agent. So they there you go. sort of believe in him, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. They're, uh, who was their last undrafted free agent? He was a kid from Penn State. Um, Trace McSorley was their last undrafted free okay. agent. And they drafted Bailey Zappi last year, too, of course, who, who's got a start for the yes. Pats. So, um, yeah, Malik Cunningham is the answer. Louisville. Louisville will be looking for a new starter uh, next year. So, That's all we've got. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the All-America Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week.